back on a Wednesday afternoon with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And let's get to the latest on monkeypox. And Dr. Gorfinkel, there's reports that the virus, it is mutated and it's now become more contagious? Yes, this is very interesting. So the best research we have on this is really out of the United States. And what we know is that there are really two chains of transmission. One is in people who've had known contacts with somebody. This is men who've had sex with men, but also household contacts, possibly healthcare workers. But there's another way that it can spread, and that's via the community, because several cases in the United States have now have, had had no contact. So that's, that's deeply concerning. And what we're also, the concern here is that you know, in Africa, this was a zoonotic disease. In other words, it went from an animal and it spilled over to humans. And now the risk is that it's going to spill over from humans, spill back rather, to animals. So that will increase the reservoir. That's a serious problem. If there's community spread, you know, the 276 cases now confirmed in Canada could become much larger. Now, this isn't another novel coronavirus. But the time to go aggressive with it is probably now. It represents an opportunity while case numbers are still low. All right. Well, I know the White House, they are pushing a, a new vaccine strategy to get out in front of uh, monkeypox. Uh, do you believe Canada? Should we be looking at something similar? Should we be following suit? Yeah. So here's, here's what we're now doing. We're giving the vaccine to, to the people who've had contact with somebody known and confirmed to have had the disease. What the U.S. is doing is saying, forget that, let's give it to people who have suspected contacts as well. So that opens it up way more widely because in the United States, men are having sex with men, and in a study, one study they've done, only one-third of those contacts could actually be named and found. So there's a lot of anonymous sex going on. And so for that reason, suspected cases also make sense. That's more aggressive strategy. And I believe myself that, yes, in an ideal world, we would expand it. The question becomes, do we have enough vaccine to go around to everybody who would want to be vaccinated? And that's a whole other question. In the United States, the answer is probably not, because the company that makes the vaccines that now being used cannot make them fast enough to fill that that hole right now. So we'll have to see exactly if Canada is going to decide to do, to expand it to people with suspected contacts in addition to confirmed contacts. That remains to be seen. But yes, I'm in favor of aggressive measures if we can do them. All right. Uh, meantime, also on the health front, I wanted to ask you about this uh, study that's uh, based uh, out of uh, Toronto regarding uh, cannabis and emergency room visits. And it's found that uh, emergency room ER visits and hospitali- hospitalizations are 22% higher among Canadians who use cannabis than among those who do not use marijuana or cannabis. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about this study? I mean, why are ER visits up amongst those that are users? This was one impressive study, and it got published in the highly coveted British medical journal, the BMJ. So what did they do? This is researchers out of Unity Health here in Toronto. They looked at 5,000, just about 5,000 marijuana users. And the definition of that could have been any marijuana use in the past year and compared them to 10,000 people who had not used marijuana. And the study was impressive. 
because it controlled for things like other substance use, alcohol, opiates. It controlled for medical conditions, prescription drugs, hugely well done study. And what they found is that anybody who'd used marijuana in the past year had an increased likelihood of winding up in an emergency room or a hospital bed by 22%. And what does that really mean? So one out of 25 users wound up, you know, going to an emergency room or being admitted, and that compares to one in 30 people who had not used marijuana. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, one in 25 versus one in 30, but on a population basis, that is hugely concerning. Right. And uh, some of these sorry, ER uh, visits are uh, for things like uh, respiratory problems, gastrointestinal problems as well. A whole slew of problems. Yeah. They, they even accidents were on that list. You know, so so the messaging that, oh, cannabis use is benign. I think this this particular study asks us to reexamine. Is it is it really that safe? You know, I think this study would say this has to be factored into it, and it should be, in fact, said by those who sell marijuana that this is a risk that comes along with it. All right. So uh, does this, I guess, uh, and you've you know just uh, mentioned this uh, a second ago, but this does, you think, uh, give us pause or should give us a pause? Uh, Health Canada lawmakers, the uh, cannabis uh, industry, since it's been legalized in this country, should give everyone a uh, pause and uh, we should maybe, uh, you know, think about this a little bit? Absolutely. Because if you consider this study controlled for other factors, you know, these people, it wasn't that they were using more alcohol or more using more opiates or had other medical conditions. They controlled for all of that. They were the same in both groups. And it was they were able to isolate the effects of cannabis only. So given that there is a clear spike in hospitalization in these individuals, it absolutely should be a disclosure when marijuana is sold. People have the right to know what are they putting into their bodies? What is, you know, sure, if there's, if there's something pleasurable that goes with it, is there a cost that comes along with it that people have to know? And uh, could you foresee a time, I mean, as the industry and Health Canada looks into this, that uh, maybe we might see similar to uh, cigarettes? And this is something you and I have talked about in the uh, last uh, few weeks, uh, warning labels. And they're looking at putting individual warnings on individual cigarettes that uh, we could see maybe uh, more warnings on uh, marijuana cannabis related products. This is definitely a step in that direction. Now, will it translate into, you know, having that disclosure on all products that are sold? We are still miles away from that happening. But the fact is, it starts with research like this that informs individuals of the risk of things they're doing. I felt the same way about caffeine. People don't realize, you know, caffeine is a drug. It's the most common psychoactive drug. You go to Timmy's, do they tell you how many milligrams of caffeine that large Timmy's you're having at 5 p.m. has? No. Should they? In my view, yes. It's studies like this that help move us, though, in the right hand, what it is. Marijuana increases the likelihood of winding up in an emergency room by 22%. That's significant. Okay, and on that note, I'm going to take my mug of coffee. And I'm setting it down far over here on the other side of the desk, my afternoon coffee. Uh, Dr. Gorfinkel, much appreciated as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you. There's Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, vaccine researcher and family physician. we got to get a break and a news update to 2 o'clock next here on the Jeff MacArthur Show.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.